Hey, Clunatics, welcome to the Clunatics Podcast. I'm Kurt Graves. Here in the States, it's the 4th of July weekend, and that means I'm on vacation, and that means we're not doing a full episode this week or next week, but we've got some really exciting things uh, here to tide you over anyways. This week, we're actually having a discussion that spawned from one of the interviews I did for this podcast early in the process. Way back when we were working on episode three, that became episode five, I was talking to Linda, and this is what she had to say. I have been in correspondence with our local libraries, public libraries, because I've worked in a university library, with our public libraries about the lack of inclusion of gay literature in the libraries there, and especially in the electronic, like Overdrive and things like that. It's a dearth. There are very few, very few authors that are represented in any of that or even physically in the libraries. So I've been having co- correspondence with some of our local librarians about that. And I have to say, they've been very polite, but I haven't seen many changes in their ordering or their purchases. So Linda got me thinking, how could a group of dedicated fans of a certain author mobilize to make sure that our local libraries were serving our community? And so I reached out to a friend who works for the library system where I live, and she connected me with Gillian Dawson, who does some of the purchasing for the library, specifically in the young adult section. And so she and I had a conversation about how to be good advocates for the types of books that you want to see in your library system. And today, I'm sharing parts of that conversation with you guys. Here we go. Hi, I'm Gillian Dawson. I am a librarian with the Brown County Library in Green Bay, Wisconsin, United States of America. Yes, and for listeners who don't know, that's where I live. So that's how I got connected with Gillian, through a mutual friend. Just for a little more background, like what parts of the library system do you work in? What programs do you kind of work in? Well, I am the teen services librarian, so I work with middle and high school students. I've been working with teens for nearly 14 years now. It's been an interesting change in literature, which we can kind of get into, because in that time, Harry Potter really became super popular, Hunger Games, Twilight, and those changed some factors in literature, but then we really got a new movement, the We Need Diverse Books, because Hunger Games, Harry Potter, Twilight are all great, but they're all very stories about white, straight, cisgender kids having adventures and having romance and doing these things, and people started saying, hey, what about us? And you know, and then you'd have outcries when, oh, that character was cast as a not white person in this stage show or a movie. And, you know, people were writing fan fiction. And so, really, literature has changed and now it's a lot more diverse. We still have a long way to go. TJ really has, has been talking a lot in his sort of promotions for his upcoming YA book that's coming out in July now about how he really sees young adult literature as like where the diversity movement is happening. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's probably one of the places where it's easiest for it to happen because 
people really can see with teens, the diversity. It's often people say, oh, with kids, they don't know yet about their gender or their sexuality. With adults, people are like, well, things are written, but they're not as much so. Whereas teens, you have kids who are willing to read about people who aren't like them, who are interested, who are seeing their classmates who are different than them. I think one of the saddest things I had when I started out is a school visit was happening and like sixth grade girl came up to me and she's like, I know I'm not supposed to like comics, but I do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you you should definitely like comics and no one should tell you otherwise. And I think the other thing is there's a lot of really young creators out there who grew up not seeing themselves and really want to make sure that doesn't happen again. Just for a little more context, and I'm not sure whether this will be important to our conversation or not, but I guess I just want people to know like where we're from, which is that, you know, we're, we're in Wisconsin, which has politically kind of shifted from left to right a lot. We're in Green Bay, which is one of the bigger cities in Wisconsin, but it's a little more conservative than some people might think of if you're thinking of the U.S., like New York City or Chicago or L.A., which are very liberal. We are not that. So how would you describe just kind of like the area that, that we're in and has that made a difference as far as like trying to incorporate more diversity? I would describe Green Bay as a city that is diverse, but not everyone embraces that diversity. I think we have a real mix of racial diversity here, and that's growing even more. Of course, we have a a queer community. And I mean, people have been here all along. It's just that people can now acknowledge that more. And it's changed that they can be more open about it. So let's talk a little bit more specifically about like what you look for as a librarian who works in there. Do you get to like pick books that come into the library or is there like a process even you have to go through? Well, I am the selector of all the teen books. So that's the fiction, the nonfiction, the comic books. And so I select the books for nine locations, nine buildings. And so that's, it's very interesting to try to balance all that. We use a variety of sources to figure out what we're going to buy. Librarians use uh, journal reviews. There are certain publications that books are sent out to people who review them and then they're printed up in like professional journals. And that's really the way that things get noticed and known. They don't necessarily always review the smaller press things and the comic books and very few review like self-published things. And you have to kind of go out of your way sometimes to find those reviews. And so when I'm looking specifically to try to find diverse material, I might use other sources. For instance, one of the important things that we can't always find is good books that are featuring indigenous people, especially own voices, indigenous authors. 
And so to try to find those, sometimes you have to go to a smaller press, uh, get more out of Canada sometimes. And so I personally follow a whole bunch of different blogs and Twitters and just to try to see more things. So have you ever gotten a request from just somebody like in in the city of Green Bay who's like, hey, I think you should really have this book? Uh, and if so, like, what do you do with a request like that? Oh, we get requests on a daily basis. And so some things we are able to get, some things we aren't. So once I get a request, I check. Sometimes it's in a cart that I have just not ordered yet. And sometimes it's something I'm not familiar with. We also get requests for things that are older titles that we maybe can't get or for a very small press or self-published titles. And so depending on what it is, we do different things. So with the something that I just haven't gotten yet or hadn't noticed that is a newer thing, I'll go out and look for review sources and... If I can't find review sources through the standard ones, I'll check Goodreads, different other blogs I follow, see if anyone's even talking about this. So I'm hearing then that like if somebody was going to recommend a book and they know that it has a lot of good reviews in some reputable places, it would be helpful to include that with the request. Is there anything else that somebody could provide other than just like title and author that's helpful or with the resources that you have, is that really all they need to provide? So we actually have on our website a form that we have people fill out. So it asks for title, author, ISBN, which is that little barcode on the back of the book that is basically a book number that exists then in the world. So it is unique to that individual book. And then we do say, what is this book about? And that's where if people, it's like, oh, this is book three in a series and you have book one and two and book three is coming out and you don't have an order yet. They can tell us that information there or they might be like, this is a really good book about, you know, kind of a little blurb. And that also helps our person who sorts through all the requests figure out who to send it to. Have you ever had a request come through that that you've been like, oh, I really just don't think we can keep this in the library. Like, this isn't appropriate library content. Oh, yeah. We've definitely had requests for things that it's like, mm, I just, I don't know. We'll try to interlibrary loan that. I mean, I'm going to be honest. People have occasionally requested straight up porn DVDs and... That's just not something that we stock in the library. So people are, I'm fine with them watching whatever they want, but, you know, it's going to, even if we could stock it at the library, it would get stolen immediately. So. Oh, yeah, fair point. (laughs) um, So occasionally even there are, I've had a couple of things that are comic books and I've looked at the reviews and said, you know, I could have this, but it would walk out the door immediately. My father, who's a librarian as well, 
told me back in the day when Madonna's sex book came out and it was his library didn't get it for a number of reasons including it would get stolen it was also like metal and very unwieldy at least the edition that was being sold at the time so they were getting like a suggestion for purchase for it and they're like I just don't think this works on multiple levels so I I have actually had to get not buy things too because like the binding on them is not suitable for libraries so sometimes it's not the content it's the physical nature of the book will not hold up so what about if it's not a specific book but if somebody just came and said like hey there's this whole section of books like queer ya that I don't see enough of in the library. There's a handful of them, but there shouldn't there be more. Like, what if that's the thing that comes into you and it's not a specific book? How would you deal with that kind of email? I would, number one, see if they had any suggestions of, like, are there certain titles that you specifically would like to see? And, I mean, I personally would work to try and find some things. I will say one of the problems... is sometimes the catalog, the way books are cataloged does not actually make it very clear that they are, they have queer content. And again, this is something that has improved over the years because it's not, books are more forward, as it were, that they, of what they have in them it is important to get that representation no matter who you are and because everyone needs to be able to see themselves represented in books and media and but also see other people people who are not like them and sometimes i have had to tell people i'm sorry this is what i've got and i will keep looking and I'd like to try to think that we all work to make sure we cover as many different portrayals and accurate portrayals of diverse perspectives, but it's it's difficult. So especially if you do get pushback from your community, which thankfully has not been a problem here. We've had maybe one complaint every year when I put up the pride display but when I get five people saying thank you and one complaint I know that I'm I'm filling a need I think such a good thing to remember too is that if you see something you do like talk about that too yeah like reinforce the stuff you like don't assume that it's just gonna always be there or don't assume that no effort went went into that just because you think it's correct. So yeah, if you see a pride display at your library, speak up, say thank you, say that's great, I love seeing that. Libraries are all number driven in terms of checkout. If we aren't getting books of a certain type checked out, it's going to be harder to justify buying more of that. So now any good teen librarian knows that there's certain types of books that will be used in-house and not necessarily checked out. And anything that's dealing with difficult issues that kids 
the teens are maybe going through in their lives but don't want other people to know about and are so they're reading the book in the library and just sticking it back books about self-harm are something that librarians for years know are gonna vanish sometimes from the shelves and you just know that that's because someone who needed it took it and maybe it comes back otherwise you just buy a more another copy because someone's gonna need it and uh, one of the other things a lot of teen librarians including myself do is we have a list of the nonfiction numbers for those topics that teens might be looking for but don't feel comfortable coming and asking about so if you're dealing with like an alcoholic parent or there's drug abuse or abuse in your house but you can't come and tell me that's what you need there's a list of hey this is the number so you don't need to come talk to the librarian so much of what you guys do is just being a great community resource so thank you for that Uh, you're welcome that is our goal but yeah if you do see displays or there's books that are important to you check them out tell your friends to check them out tell other people about them yeah well it seems like we are headed in the right direction which is good and i guess you know my takeaways from our conversation are that like libraries are number driven so if you want them to do more of any certain thing you also have to like make sure that the thing you're suggesting is getting used like so yeah like gather your community if you're saying there's a community of people who aren't being served by a lack of something then gather that community and make sure once it's there they use it (laughs) um make suggestions the worst thing that can happen is it won't end up in the library yeah doesn't mean you shouldn't Uh, make suggestions and also that like sometimes it's not gonna be the library's fault that there's a lack of a certain type of content Sometimes it's just a lack of a certain type of content. And that's also something that will be addressed over time. Yeah. And I mean, let publishing companies know too, if you're seeing stuff come out of them that you really like, you can write them because we're number driven, but we're also feedback driven. So it's those library stories, the stories from readers that you can give all the data you want but when you can also be like and this story did this for me and you know you can show that like my story about the girl who said she shouldn't be reading comic books because she was a girl that drove me to make sure I have a collection the other thing to do is really to support your library in other ways there's often funding campaigns Libraries are notoriously underfunded, so support your friends' groups. If you hear, you know, they're trying to get a new building or something, make sure you tell your politicians that you support your library.
Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I hope that you got something out of that conversation. I know I learned a lot. Uh, So let's all go forth into the world and be advocates for queer literature in our own public libraries. I think it's such a symbol of how the community can embrace a marginalized community just by having literature that reflects them in their public library. So maybe your public library has the same way of of doing things that mine does. Maybe you'll have to do a little bit of research or talk to your own librarian. I encourage you to go out and do that. And let's get more queer stories in our libraries. Stay tuned for next week's episode when I will be talking to Michael Leslie, the narrator for the upcoming The Extraordinaries. The audiobook and regular book come out on Tuesday, and we'll be talking to Michael all about his experience narrating that story on Monday. I hope those of you who are in the United States are enjoying your holiday weekend, and for all our listeners around the world, I hope that you're enjoying yourselves as well. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.